live. Yeah, we are. You guys, who let us have a podcast? <laughs> Welcome to the Habit Podcast. I'm Christina Franklin. I'm Natalie Hopkins. And I'm Paige Burke. And welcome. I hope you guys are as excited as we are. <laughs> I'm dying. We're here. We're back. It's season two. It is season two. I feel like we have not been together in like six years. I feel the same way. Yeah. 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 Too long. But it's only been like six weeks. That's because summer freaking yeah. flies. Time defies gravity. That made no sense, but you know what I mean. Like time doesn't work in the summer. Like rules don't apply. Newsflash: We're actually talking about science moving forward. Yeah, and gravity and science, <laughs> not macros. This is now an astrological <laughs> podcast, and how time and gravity are linked. That's right. Nat Nye, the science lady, <laughs> is the new name of the show. Okay, so Nat, what have you been up to in the six week that we've been up? Hmm. Well, I moved to Vermont. Da da da. Jeez. I know. I'm so freaking happy here. It's ridiculous. I literally it's climbed a mountain this morning. I'm not exaggerating. Oh my gosh. Like four thousand feet. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's. I'm the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so I love happy it. About I that. love it here so much. Remind me to show you guys the photo. John took a photo of me this morning and I'm literally just like standing on a peak, just like so happy. Just like your little dimples are like extra dimply because you're so happy. <laughs> I actually like, can't see. They like blinded me. Yes. <laughs> just like a casual Wednesday morning. Paige, uh, what have you been up to for the last six weeks? I have been busier in the last six weeks than I've been, I think, all year. But just doing a lot of fun things, family time, wedding planning, Doing fun things with habit. Love. So great. Love. Yeah. yeah. 10 out of 10. Taking the most beautiful engagement photos that have ever Ugh. surfaced the earth. It's all the scenery. It's if so you guys don't all the follow. beauty of you. Yeah. And Good you. Lord. I mean, you're just, We're just going to fangirl Paige this whole time and talk oh, about science. We are. I love you guys. And <laughs> science. Yeah. So if you don't follow Paige on Instagram, her, her personal page, you should. So you can see her engagement photos. They're next level gorgeous. Chris. Christina, what have you been up to over the last six weeks, ma'am? Eating. <sighs> eating. I've been eating. I've been eating. <laughs> I went on my two and a half year to three year delayed honeymoon. We went to Asia. It was literally the best. We had such a good time. Um, we went to Japan, Vietnam, and Taiwan. Ate all so the things. cool. Had such a good time like beyond such a great time. And now we're back in New Jersey in our little house and I'm just living my best life. Similar to you, Nat. I went last night at sunset, John and I went surfing. Just there were like these perfect little waves. It was low tide. The water was warm. And I was like, this is the best Tuesday of my life. Right? <laughs> I love it. Happiness only. I love yeah. that. I love that Good a lot. time. Back just in time for summer. I know. Ramping up the social scene. It's happening. Like so it's many really things. Happening. We have friends over every single day and which is a good segue into what our topic is tonight, guys. Summertime. We're talking about summertime. Not summer, specifically summer, summertime. Summertime. Uh, Nat, you like literally just saying what was in my brain. So thank you. Like you have to, right? Like if you you're do. a product of the 90s, like it just comes it's out. mandatory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Anyway, so we're talking about summertime, more specifically tips for your jam-packed weekends, vacations, holidays, all that good stuff. We get asked about this all the time. I feel like every other text message from our clients these days is like, oh my God, what the heck am I supposed to be doing right now? There's like every weekend is a three-day weekend. Every weekend I have to go somewhere. Every Sunday is now a travel day. What am I going to do? So even after years of practice, I feel like I still come out of weekends thinking like, I have ruined everything. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we have not. But even after years of practice, I feel like, you know, I come out, I'm like, oh my God, I have no self-control. Why do I keep doing this to myself? And nothing amplifies that more than summer because there's just like this bullshit push and pull between like, it's biking to ice cream night, it's barbecue night, it's whatever. But then you have to wake up and put on like a tiny bikini. And it's like, what is, what is this battle? So We're going to arm you with the tools today to change the way you think about summer. Love this. Yes. That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, one of my favorite things that you say is that you're going to be eating – you always say, you're going to be eating socially for the rest of your life, so you should really figure out how to do it. Yeah. Which I feel like nobody – like none of my coaches in the past ever said that to me. And when you said that the first time, I was like, oh my God, (laughs) that is the – most profound piece of information, <laughs> nugget, light bulb, <laughs> nugget of information I have ever heard in my entire life. I'm so glad. It's so like, true. Amazing. So let's not, you know, ignore it. Let's face it and address it and and do all those things. Yeah. Well, I think you've got to think about it like that, right? Because I think so often we dive into this all or nothing mentality and it's like, well, I didn't nail it with this 4th of July weekend. So like, oh God, like I'm just doomed. And it's like, well, okay, maybe, yeah, it was tough. Get it. Totally got you. But also like, that's never going to go away. Fourth of July is going to come and then it's going to be Labor Day weekend. And then it's another holiday and another social event, whatever. So if you can just actually like put in the work to just look at what you chose to do or not do and just make teeny, teeny little tweaks, like that's going to have so much more of an impact than trying to just nail it out the gate every time. And I think exactly to your point, like those teeny adjustments are going to add up and it doesn't seem like anything profound in the moment. But then when you look back and you're like, okay, I swapped this for that, or I did, you know, A versus B, it really does just make a big ass difference in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And you can't get to that point. I think it's also important to note that like you can't get to that point unless you actually take the time to reflect on like what what had happened instead of just burying it and putting it away and being like, okay, this needs to die. I never want to think about it again. And then just, you know, go, you know, get straight to your, back to your diet on Monday or, you know, get straight back to, you know, healthy eating or whatever. Instead of doing that kind of looking at like, okay, really what, what did I do? What were the actions that I took? What led me to those things? What were my triggers and addressing them that way? Totally. I think just grabbing the bull by the horns too and starting a program like this, whether you're a couple of weeks in or, you know, a, a day in is really something to say too, because the fact that you're starting such a life change when sometimes life is its craziest, especially from a social standpoint, is really something to say about that. Like you're ready to make a change, you're committed to it. And just the fact that you're, you know, dedicating your progress and your changes in a really kind of crazy time is something to be proud of. So totally. And I think back to the whole, like, I don't, what you brought up, Christina, where you're like, I don't even want to look at it. I don't even want to know. 
Like, we got to put it into perspective, guys. You didn't, like, murder somebody. Like, all you did was eat a couple extra calories. Like, if you can't look at that because, like, it's too painful or it feels too hard, I think you might need to, like, reassess, like, what makes you feel super uncomfortable and, like, dig into a little bit more of the root of, like, what does that actually mean for you? Because at the end of the day, like, it's it's just calories. Like, it, that's mm-hmm. all it is, period. And it's just not ever going to be, like, so horrible. Like, you didn't create a crime. It's, no. you know, just like, it's going to be okay. But like, you can look at that information. Like you can look at your macros on that day. Right. You can guess how much you ate and it, you're going to be fine. The only thing that's going to happen is you're going to have a little bit of perspective and like your eyes widened a little bit to what your choices mean from a data right. standpoint. That's all. Right. Love yeah. That. Oh, I love that too. So one of the things I always text my clients is to Of course, I love giving them like actionable tips, which we'll go through tonight. But one of the things I always like to say is come out of the weekend feeling as good as you did going in, whatever that means to you, whatever it means to you, mentally, physically, whatever. If you're going to go, a lot of people kind of say, oh my God, I felt so great all week. I was so on point. And then they go into the weekend, they're like, I'm feeling like a 10. And then they come out of the weekend, they're like, I'm feeling like a two. So if you just go in and make choices based off of this this idea that you want to continue to feel good, continue to feel that good, I think that's like a good kind of groundwork. But let's talk about some actionable, actionable tips. Love it. For do it. For for summertime. One of the things that I like to do because I I mean, I'm not a huge drinker to begin with, but in the summertime, I feel like drinking opportunities are every night. Like right now I have two friends coming over like within the next hour. It's a Wednesday and they want to go out to drinks. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) it's a Wednesday. I'm coming off a hot weekend. So one of the things I like to do is set drinking boundaries. I personally set a drinking boundary of two drinks per week for myself. And whether I like to have those two drinks together at a, you know, a barbecue or something on the weekend, or if I like to kind of split it up and have a drink on like a Tuesday night. And if something sporadically comes up, I like to just kind of have that set that boundary or not boundary, but that kind of like touch point for myself so that I'm not just racking up drinks, Mm -hmm. one, two, three drinks during the weekend, not even realizing what's happening. Right. And for me, it's always like what happens after I start drinking. Mm. Like I just get a little more grabby with the snacks and things are just not as big of a deal. And, you know, I'll pay for the consequences later. But, you know, by setting that boundary for yourself, you're kind of able to give yourself some parameters to stick within and go out of the night still feeling okay. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And the and I think it's also important to note that like maybe the two drink minimum doesn't work for you. Like maybe you're set maybe you set yourself at four. Maybe you set yourself at like, okay, I'm only gonna drink on Saturdays because that's like a day that I, you know, kind of just whatever. It doesn't have to be two drinks per week. It doesn't you know, you can kind of set it up however it, it works for you. But just the important thing is being aware of intake when those opportunities are so Often. I love what you just said, Christina, about like maybe it's four, maybe it's like just a day. Because I think too, what comes up a lot is this feeling of like anxiety or like stress. If you're like, well, I only budgeted two drinks, but like then what? When someone offers me the third one, it's like, well, if you really want the third one, take the third one. Like, okay. 
But I would say like the worst thing you can possibly do is like sabotage a really fun time by stressing and agonizing over like what you planned on. And if in the moment, like it truly, truly is worth it for you to have that third or fourth drink, like just enjoy it, move on from it. And like you got another day of eating ahead of you the next day, like you can course correct. You'll be fine. Right. That's a topic I wanted to touch upon today, Nat, was figuring out what's worth it to you. And I think that's a slippery slope. So I do want to talk about it briefly on one, and especially coming off of vacation and going into vacation and things like that, asking yourself what's worth it to you, I think it's going to be really important, um, especially in summertime, right? We have so many opportunities to do so many things, whether it's you know traveling, going out with friends, drinks, this, that, whatever. Like there's going to be an option for you to go astray from your macros probably several times a day. And so really be asking yourself, okay, what's worth it to me? Like, am I going to go a little bit over my my macros tonight? Okay, yes. Does that mean that I'm going to enjoy myself more? Maybe not. Maybe it will. Am I going to enjoy myself less? Is this going to derail my progress? Is this going to deter me from working out tomorrow morning? So just kind of like looking at the options and maybe it is worth it. Like maybe, like you said, to your point, maybe you got offered that drink. You're having a great time. You haven't felt this like confident and free and open and amazing in a long time. And you just want to roll with it. And that's totally okay. Or maybe you're like, I have a schedule. I've got goals to meet and it's not going to be worth it tonight. One million percent. That was so well said. Oh, thanks. (laughs) So it's definitely about asking yourself what's worth it and not just saying that blanket like, I'm not going to have dessert in the summer or I'm only going to have dessert on this one day or whatever. So just kind of being aware of that. So another kind of tip that I actually really love this one is just making it a point to sweat, especially right away in the morning. It just sets a tone for your day. Feeling alive, sweating, feeling strong is really just where I feel like just from that point on, you're going to be making better decisions because you know how good you felt to feel healthy and alive. So I think just making it a point, whether it's 10 minutes of stretching or an hour run at the cabin, whatever it is. I also think a lot of times too, especially because a lot of us who do macros and do a program like this, we're super type A and we're like, well, a sweat and a workout looks like a very hard workout, like period. There's no like other way of looking at this. And I think especially in the summer when it's like social to go out and be active, like a sweat can literally look like going for a walk with your parents. Like that that counts, that works. So I think trying to also like get out of your like New York City mentality for some of my girls where they're like, I have to be at SoulCycle or Barry's Bootcamp to be working out. Like book a class, show (laughs) up sweat and just like black out. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. <laughs> totally. I am currently actually in a step challenge and low key obsessed with this. I'm like so into just getting steps and like have literally never done a step challenge in my life and I think this is the most fun thing ever. What's your step? What is it? 10k? I Okay, so my goal last week was 85,000 steps for the week. And this week I'm like, I mean, I'm super competitive, duh, but I was like, okay, cool. I'm challenging myself to 105,000 a over the course of the week. But it's like you just like, you know, you'll be like doing something and you're like, I'm going to do this and walk and just like make laps around. Your- Is that why you went on a hike today? You sat. Yeah, I did. I was like, gotta <laughs> wake up and go climb a mountain. See ya. Check. <laughs> oh, I really I actually love that idea. We should do a step challenge. <gasps> Don't Ooh. tempt me with a good time. I'm so obsessed with this. Let's do it. My Apple Watch is collecting dust on the shelf below me as we speak. Girlfriend, dust that off. Start walking. Okay. I'm (laughs) on it. I don't think I have anything that could 
track my steps. We are 1 million percent doing a habit step challenge. I just got butterflies so excited. <laughs> I'm scared of you. Okay, we'll do we'll do a step challenge. But I do that's a great point. I've I've been practicing this new idea of like anything can be a workout. We went on I went on a bike ride the other day in a bikini because okay. I wanted to work on my tan a little bit. I was I like, mean. what's up? <laughs> Wasn't cute, but it, I did it. And it was awesome. We had like Gotta the best get time that just tan. kind of rolling around, looking at all the houses, like shopping my dream houses, even though they're like $20 million. So it's fine. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Good one. Make a point to sweat. Good one. One of my favorite ones, especially coming out of two weeks in Asia, is control what you can. So if you are going into a summertime day, but you are whatever, you're at your friend's house, you're at someone's beach house, you're at someone's camp, whatever. <laughs> Whatever it may be. And maybe some things are out of your control. Okay, that's fine. Maybe your macros are not going to be perfect. Just control what you can. You can control things like your portion size, even though your macros might not be perfect. You can control things like, you know, your breakfast. Maybe you have like a high protein pack breakfast, low fat breakfast, low carb, and you just see where the rest of the day takes you and make smart decisions. Maybe you can uh, focus on having like one plate at a barbecue. Something that I always do at a barbecue is like try not to eat out of like the big bowls of like chips and dips and never ending family size portions. Get a plate put stuff on the plate. That's your portion. Eat it. You can control packing yourself snacks. You can control how you order. You can control having waters in between beverages. There's so much that you can control. And I feel like focusing on that as opposed to focusing on all the unknowns for the day, especially when you're trying to track macros, I feel like you're in a lot better of a position when you focus on that. Ugh, I want that like on a t-shirt and to wear it all the time because that's so freaking true. It's so true because you like, I think so often this is like the underlying problem with summer and anything social is it's like, mm. I can't control A, B, C, D, E, F, G, blah, blah, blah. And right. It's like, I don't know what macros to leave for this barbecue. And you're like, well, you can control so much. Is it challenging to control these things in the situation where you're feeling environmentally and socially triggered? Absolutely. No one's saying yeah. it's easy, but right. it is completely within your control. So, yes. like, that's not exactly an excuse. <laughs> right. <know>? I don't know. That's not. just my two cents. Another thing that you said to me once, which I thought was really profound and really tough love, was no one's force feeding you anything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, of course I feel pressure and I feel like I'm being force fed and I'm feeling I'm being forced to go on this bar crawl with my gym on Saturday. <laughs> I feel like I have all this pressure and stress to show up and be fun and partake and whatever. But at the end of the day, you're the one putting the food in your mouth. Yeah. And to the note of the pressure, like truly no one cares if you are eating or drinking or something or not. It might feel like that. I can absolutely right. relate to that feeling. But the reality is that I have never once devoted an extra thought or care to whether somebody that I know chose to eat or drink something like it's literally never happened. And I can almost guarantee you both feel the same way. So it's like no yeah. one actually cares if you are eating or not. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. No one cares. Do what you got to do. It's it sometimes does feel like that pressure where it's like, oh, come on, just have one more drink before you go. And it's like, you just have to say no, thank you. And you don't even have to explain yourself for why. Just saying that and just having people respect your decision and just 
moving on to, because to your guys's point, you're the one that has to live with your decisions, whether you have the extra drink or not. So you're in, you're in total control. I love that. You know, you're not, I think we've said this before, but it's like, you're not a victim in these situations. Yeah. And this is, I, all these topics that we're talking about are so much harder practice than spoken. Of course <laughs> oh they are. Holy I shit. mean, we're like, it's so simple. Just like go for a bike ride, stay mentally stable. And none of these are easy. I think that's have one serving of barbecue sauce. Like just do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel like that needs to be like outlined, like smack dab in the middle of all of this. These like, are hard. These, these are, really are hard. hard, but they're not yeah. impossible. Just because something's right. hard doesn't mean it's impossible. Right. And like we and said I would in the say, beginning. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was going to say, and like we said in the beginning, don't, you don't have to do all of these at one time. No. Practice one. Like, oh, I'm going to a barbecue. Maybe I'll like just watch my use of condiments or like maybe I'll like just try and like only eat one plate of food if it's appropriate. Like you don't have to like do it all. Totally. (laughs) That would be so not fun. And what a buzzkill for a fun time than to be going through this list of things to do. Like, please don't do that. Check, check, check. And I would say like exactly back to that too. Like instead of trying to tackle all these at once, there are definitely times where the drinking aspect, for instance, last night I ordered, I had a work happy hour and I ordered a soda water with a lime. And this one girl is like, oh, like you're getting really lit tonight. And I feel like a year ago that would have bothered me or like a year and a half ago that would have bothered me. But I just didn't even think about it twice because that's my decision, you know? Yeah. Own it. Yeah. So own it. And so it's just like, you have to build that tolerance too, though. Like that doesn't come second nature because maybe a year and a half ago, I'd be like, okay, like, what are you drinking? I'll have a spike seltzer too. So Ugh. it just takes Don't time. ever have a spike seltzer because someone else I is drinking I like one. them. No, you I don't. I like them. Those... Yeah. Wait, I had a, a handful of White Claws for the first time this weekend. Guys, what? Those taste I love so them. bad. Have you ever had oh a White God. Claw? Yes. And literally... They OMG, sat in I our loved fridge. it. Guys, what? I love, like, not only did I love it, but it was, like, the hottest commodity at this barbecue. Like, my friend was like, I got you a white claw. You have to try it. I was like, okay. Tried it. Obsessed. Loved it. Yeah. I and am have, gagging. Like, the Spike Seltzer has, like, rosemary. God, what was the flavor? Like, rosemary rosé or whatever that it is. That sounds elite. It's, there was, like, some really, like intelligent flavor palettes in there <laughs> intelligent <laughs> girlfriend no i'm so sorry i think these taste so bad well they- i mean it is malt liquor and the best part too is my my one girlfriend actually her sister she was like i think there's like 10 calories in it and then she handed it to me and i was like okay first of all i want everyone to sit down we have to read the label i'm not <laughs> not gonna drink it it tastes amazing I love it. I'm probably going to have several, but like, I just want everyone to know there are not only 10 calories in this. <laughs> and like the damage that the alcohol is doing to it, not to be a buzzkill, like I, I was said, just going to drink it, <laughs> but it's not 10 calories. This is not like drinking water. This is not like drinking an actual seltzer, just for the record. To be fair, I have been eating a McDonald's soft serve ice cream cone at minimum once a week. There's nothing wrong with that. I get them literally at, le- at least once a week. Okay, great. So I just wanted to jump in and say if I offended anyone with my gagging over Spike Seltzer and White Claw, know that I do have the palate for McDonald's. (laughs) 
and dominoes. Can we, can dominoes. we talk <laughs> about the fact that the macros on a soft serve McDonald's cone, have you ever looked at what they are? Yeah, but okay, come on. Okay, user error, I know. They, I'm sorry, but every time I like log that, I'm like logging at minimum two portions of that because I'm like, there's just no freaking way. No, seriously. Those are the macros. Yeah. But the person who's handing it to me, like, I think it's supposed to be like small. Have you ever gotten one that's like really, truly small? Yeah. Like a kid size. All right. Well, maybe they just have like heavy hands up here in New Hampshire, but I'm like, there's just no freaking way this is 200 calories. Okay, if you're listening to this and you've never had a vanilla soft serve from McDonald's, which is absolutely delicious, it very much reminds me of this ice cone that is in Portugal called the mini milk. It tastes like milk. It tastes like sweet frozen milk. It's so good. Anyway, the macros, according to McDonald's website, are 23 carbs. I think like, I know these five by heart. Fat and like, like five, five fat protein. and five protein. I'm just, I know there's no way. Incredible statistics. <laughs> but I'm so full after I eat that. So I'm like, uh-uh, there's no way. I know my body okay. better than that. Well, I think that they're accurate. I'm the so. fun police, guys. <laughs> I'm giving alcohol lessons and you're like, listen, John, I need you to log at least 1.75 <laughs> of the recommended amount because that's a bullshit portion <laughs> thing. <laughs> I see your macros and they're bullshit. Okay. Anyway, speaking of controlling what you can, which is how we got on this topic, my favorite suggestion, which you guys know, is hosting. Mm, You are are the the queen queen. of hosting. Yeah. Host on, girlfriend. Literally, I love hosting. There's like really not much to say about it other than the fact that like just because you're hanging out with your friends doesn't mean you have to like go get beers and go get pizza and go do whatever. Invite people over. Serve what you want to serve. Like the other night, we had a couple friends over, and you know what I had in the fridge? I had green beans, and I had salmon, and I had like, I don't know, grits from two years ago. So you know what I did? I made some really yummy grits. I grilled up some salmon because I had a bunch of it. I made some green beans, and guess what? Everybody loved it, and nobody cared that they weren't cheeseburgers. Sounds so freaking good. Invite people over. Host. Serve what you want to serve. Don't feel pressured. That's all I got to say. The end. Podcast over. (laughs) Mike Strauss. Watch your condiments is my favorite tip. I've got to be honest. Mm. As somebody who like admittedly is like not a very good host, like no one would really want to eat food I prepared. You're Uh, a condiment queen. I feel like you love condiments. I, I honestly like I can come in pretty clutch when it comes to condiments, but I think it's like Finding like different, number one, I talked about this a while ago as my macro hack, but readjusting your palate so that like you don't need as much condiment to flavor something like that can save you so much. Because if you think about all the different condiments you add to your food throughout the week, like if you're just like taking that and cutting it, you know, even just by a quarter, like you're going to save yourself a good chunk of macros. Yeah. You actually, that was one of your macro hacks was finding out like, what's the minimum amount of oil I could use when cooking? Remember yeah. I think you said that? That was a really good suggestion. One of the things that I didn't realize when I was tracking, or one of the things that I was shocked to learn when I started tracking macros was that like a serving size of barbecue sauce, has like 15 grams of carbs in it. I know. It's crazy. Like sweet baby rays, which is what I used to slather on my ribs. The serving size is two tablespoons and it's 18 grams of carbs. Yeah a lot that's like, like two and a half rice crackers <laughs> yeah 
I like that. Remember that one that I have? That's like two grams of the carbs. Stubs. Stubs. Low, that's low a good sugar, one. no sugar, something. It's so I good. I that one too. I it's found the really uh, Carolina Gold one from Wegmans. Do you guys have Wegmans? You probably do in Vermont now. We don't. Like, but, oh. But obviously, I was when I was up in Rochester for my friend's wedding, I was there every day. Oh, it's the best. But they had a really good, oh, and you're a Syracuse baby. Obviously, you know what Wegmans is. Oh, Did you please. forget this? I just blacked out. I'm sorry. I totally <laughs> forgot. Too many white claws. It's how we um, met. It's fine. It's fine. But yes, that's where Wegmans was born. But I just found a really good Carolina barbecue sauce. It's like four grams of carbs, something like that. Speaking of condiments, which seems like it's like the only summer food because it's like barbecues, cheeseburgers, condiments. Let's also not forget that literally summertime is the best time to be eating. Just saying. Preach. Fresh. Best time to be eating. Fresh produce, farmer's markets. You could live, go outside anywhere, go to any farmer's market. Do you have farmer's markets in Minnesota, I'm assuming? Tons. Good ones. <laughs> Lots of good ones. You guys have Tons. farms over there. Mm-hmm. We do. <laughs> Best produce ever. Everything is so sweet. Needs like such little time to like cook and prepare or anything because everything's just sweet and amazing and delicious. Fresh fruits like corn, greens. I mean, all the best foods come in the summer. So, so this idea that barbecues and that, you know, eating in the summer has to be unhealthy, I think is kind of BS. Everything you. is so fresh and so flavorful during these seasons. Like if you just pick fresh produce, what could be lighter and more delicious? Also, protein is so easy in the summer. Like, I'll be the first to admit, like, protein's hard in the winter because it's like you kind of got to make like a stew and a soup. Like, it takes a lot of work. Yes. Right. But in the summer, are you kidding me? I have literally been snacking on shrimp cocktail every single day. Like seafood. Yeah. Mm. It's super easy. And I'm like blowing my protein goals out of the water and I'm having like literally rain it in because it's like shrimp and tuna and chicken on the grill and like all these things. Like it's super easy to hit protein That's the biggest one for me is everything on the grill. Like that's why it's so much easier is because we're grilling quite a bit here. So it's like, oh, could you just throw two pounds of chicken on the grill? And that's my week of lunches and maybe dinner. (laughs) Yeah. So great. So So much better than baking it. Oh my God. It's so much better. (laughs) Ugh. Everything tastes everything tastes better on the grill. Like truly everything. Truly everything. So, yes. Literally today I was thinking about how when I first graduated college, I had a George Foreman grill that I was freaking obsessed with and had in my tiny little apartment. And I got rid of it. And I'm like, why did I ever do that? Like I'm literally gonna bring back the George Foreman grill this winter. Do they still sell them? Of course they still sell them. Oh my god, why did you answer me like that? Because <laughs> Christina, it's an icon. How much do you think they cost nowadays? I'm guessing. Oh like my god, I'm 15. looking, and I know. Do you 15. guys know? I'm Is looking. it fifteen dollars? I was gonna say fifty. Oh no, fifteen. I got like a, I had a really small one. This one is sixteen dollars. Knew it. Knew it. I know my grills. Guys, I, so good. Everyone can buy one. See our faces right now. I know our our mouths are agape. <laughs> I am. I'm so smug right now. Shocked. Wait, you could buy like a standing one, like an actual grill looking grill for like $89 from guys, George Foreman. Guys, I just had a strike of genius. We're going to run our first habit contest. If you like this podcast yes. on Apple iTunes, leave a comment. Yes. We will give leave away a, a George Foreman grill. 
Done. We'll get you a stainless steel one even. I'm not even going to get the $60 one. I may get everybody the $24.96 one. Oh, everybody. So now it's Oprah and we're just giving them away. <laughs> everybody gets a Jordan Borman Grill. Okay, yeah, like our podcast, or not, I guess you don't like it. Give us a five-star rating and write us a comment. If you write us a comment, I'll send you a George Farmer girl. What's up? <laughs> oh, snap. I'm doing it. This is getting out of control. I actually I am questioning if I had any white claws. Moving forward. I feel like we already kind of covered, um, you know, this idea of like, be mindful, don't sweat the small stuff, face what you're doing, whatever. I think we need to run back the tiered macros. I think we need to talk about it again. I like this one. This is a great one. Tiered macros are my favorite. So I so practicing tiered macros can it could really be as loose or as tight as you want it, but especially if you are on this program and if you are tracking your macronutrients and you have specific, you know, you're specifically trying to hit you know daily goals tiered macros i think are the way to go instead of just being like i hit them or i didn't hit them so what are tiered macros number one tier carbs fats and proteins are my goal i hit all three goals i'm crushing life number two tier i hit my protein goal i hit my caloric intake but my carbs and fats are a little bit all over the place that's not that hard to do so if you're just focused you know if your day is getting a little bit out of control like we said control what you can grab for protein. As soon as you get to that protein goal, you can keep eating till you get to your caloric goal. Don't worry about carbs and fats. You're still on track. Nothing bad is going to happen. Last one, staying within your caloric goal. Say you're out and about, no proteins in sight, which would be really hard. You know, I can't imagine an experience where that would happen, but you're out and about. There's no more lobsters left at the place. There's no more protein. Fine. Just eat till you get to your caloric goal. Don't worry about where your carbs, fats, and your proteins, you know, fall. Saying just in your caloric goal is fine. That's everything's gonna be okay if you do that too. And those are kind of the three tiers. So hit your macros, just hit protein, stay within calories, or just stay within your calories. Um easy. Sassed. I literally did this slash, well, the day's not over. So I'm doing this today because on our way to hike up a mountain, I stopped and for breakfast had not just a blueberry muffin from the bakery, but a cider donut as well. Oh, yum. I mean, literally zero regrets. It was the best way to freaking start my day, but also has made the rest of my day be like, okay, we're going to have to tear some things because I'm pretty sure I just ate a lot of carbs and a lot of fat. But I think that that's a really good example of like it being worth it for you today. Like you totally. woke up. It's a beautiful day. You were spending time with your dog and your your beautiful dog and your beautiful husband, and your beautiful little family. You're going on a hike. You yes. go to this place and you're like, you know what? I want to eat both of these things and I'm not going to regret it. And I think that yep. it's appropriate. Totally. And then instead of being like, okay, this day is a shit show. Right. I'm just going to do whatever I want. You say, all right. Maybe I'm going to be a little higher in fat today than I need to be. Totally. And it's like you have the rest of the day, right? So I'm like, exactly. okay, cool. I'm just going to drink water, which I have been. I'm like drinking water like a fish. Because I'm like, just need to drink a lot of water. Make sure that I'm like still in tune with my actual physical hunger cues. And also every meal I've eaten thereafter has been tons of protein. Because I'm like, that's obviously I did not get a lot of protein back in loading. the donut. Exactly. Yeah. And right. it's fine. I feel fine, guys. I'm okay. Day's going great, in a great mood. Everything's good. <laughs> How <laughs> could you be in a bad be mood with that way to start your day? I mean, you can't, guys, this cider donut. Oh my God, are you freaking I kidding don't, me? What is that? <gasps> oh, like what? an apple cider donut? Yeah, I've never had one. This is the why. Ca- this is the caramel roll 
East Coast version. Of the East Coast? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so a cider donut is just a donut flavored like apple cider. Okay. It's like an apple flavored donut and it's like sugar, like cinnamon sugar. Yeah. On the outside. So it's kind of like apple crisp a little bit in sort a donut of, version. Okay. Of. It's not like a crisp though because there's not okay. like apple chunks in it. Like it's, oh. I feel like the the liquid is like it's a cake apple donut. cider. Okay. Perfect. I got it. She's following. She's, she's yes. clear. It's oh like a God. normal donut, but it tastes like apple like cider. Like apple cider. Okay. Oh my God. Yum. That's so freaking good. They're it's everywhere up here. Coffee and tea. Oh. Or a blueberry muffin. <laughs> yeah. Or on the side of a blueberry muffin. <laughs> very, very, very good. Okay. Moving right along. Paige, you take meal prep Monday. It's a big one. Meal prep Monday as opposed to the infamous meal prep Sunday, can be a really bomb alternative for when you're traveling on Sunday. Yep. Skip your dang workout on Monday. It doesn't matter that you need to get back in the gym. I mean, yes, does it feel great to get a sweat after the plane or a long day of travel? Absolutely. But your meal prep is so much more important, and that's going to set the tone for the rest of your week. So don't let your day of travel derail your week. Just get right back on the horse on Monday night when you get home from work. Yep. Wait, also along that, I'm obsessed with this tip. It's my favorite one that you've ever given, Paige. I like repeat this all the time. But also like along the vein of when you're like, ah, but like I have to get in the workout. Like I really want it, da, 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 like scale it differently. So do you wake up a little bit earlier in the morning and go work out? Or do you right. even just wake up in the morning and go for a walk, like clear your head, get your mind right, do the prep at night, whatever, or do the prep in the morning? I don't know. Right. But like you can, I think it's such, such, such a good idea. And I think you can totally tailor your Monday to make it work for how you need it to work, you know? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I also think it's important to mention that when we say meal prep Monday, it doesn't mean like actually prepping your meals. It can mean just going to the grocery store and stocking your refrigerator totally. for the week. The last thing that I want to talk about before we go into the macro hack of the week, which Nat, I will let you do. The last one is vacation specific tips. And Nat, I want you to take this one because you've specifically had a lot of clients ask you about this. When this is vacation specific tips. Everything we just talked about can apply to vacation, but I think a bigger question when it comes to vacation is when is it even appropriate to be tracking on vacation? So Nat, what do you think? This isn't obviously going to look like a black and white one size fits all answer, but I think you legitimately really have to tune into yourself and figure out when are you tracking in a way that's helpful and productive to you? And when are you tracking in a way where you're just causing yourself more stress and anxiety and maybe taking away from the whole point of a vacation, which is to right. clear your mind and enjoy? I think there's, again, like there's so many different ways to do it and that there's no right or wrong way. But I've worked most recently with a couple of clients where what we did was just track the meals that are like easy to track. So if it's breakfast, if it's lunch, Cool. Great. If it's drinks, like even if you're just tracking your drinks, because that's just 10, 10 and 10, like 10 fat, 10 carbs. Awesome. You can track that. The other thing to think about is like just relying a little bit more on your actual knowledge of your body. Like just pay attention to portions and figure out like around where do you think you fell based on how you feel. If you feel super full at the end of the night, like your salad probably had more fat in it than if you took it at home or whatever it is. But the long and short of it is just that 
you've got to know when it's serving you and when it's hurting you. And even like something I personally do is like I won't track during the day of a trip or a vacation. But what I will Mm. do is I'll track like maybe that end of the night or the next morning just to help give the rest of my next day a little bit of direction. Because sometimes I'll look at it and I'm like, oh, I actually didn't eat as much as I thought I did. Or like I'm eating way less protein than I thought. Then it can just help in the next day, like prioritize protein a little bit more or whatever it is. So. Oh, I kind of like that. That's like actually what works for me like the most, I would say, out of anything is not tracking in the moment, but tracking later to help set me up the next day. I also like that what you said about like being aware of the intention of the vacation. So it's like if your intention is to relax or to unplug, like you probably shouldn't be carrying your phone around and lugging your food. And if your intention is to like explore a new culture or like a new food or like whatever – Maybe it's not important for you for that week to be like trying to guess how much fat was in the bowl of noodles you got in Thailand. Like (laughs) that might not be serving you. Keeping in mind like what? I love that. Keeping in mind what's important. All right, Nat. You know what time it is. Macro. (laughs) Season two edition. So good Season to say. two. <laughs> the macro hack this week is going to be about science <laughs> and stars and stripes. Okay, just kidding. It's not. Tell me what your macro hack is. So I love this one. A client actually just re brought it up this week and it's kind of inspired by her. So if you are at a barbecue and going back to kind of the intention of why you're socializing, maybe it's to just reconnect with friends, maybe you're with family and you don't want to be on your phone, quick pull out your phone, snap a photo of your plate and log later. I think this is just a really good way to remember what you ate because sometimes we'll eat something and then we'll be like, I think that was, you know, like 10 grams of fat and it was probably closer to like 20 So just having a realistic picture of what you actually consumed, maybe you didn't eat all of it, but then you can kind of guesstimate better what you did eat. Uh, We'll just get you in a good habit for the next time that you're somewhere out. Love, love that. And it keeps you in the moment. You're not just like on your phone, like exactly sitting, like looking at your meal, moving things around, like logging on your phone. Like that's weird. Right. And she actually, she, she took it a step further. So she took a picture of her before, and then she took a picture of what her after was and she didn't eat all the food. She still didn't log in that moment, but she logged when she got home just so she could have like a visual of what her portion, what her eyes thought she was hungry for and what her stomach was actually hungry for. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. I thought that was great. Kudos to her for yeah. not clearing her plate. I don't know that life. <laughs> I'm not about that life, but I'm really <laughs> proud of her. I want to be about that life, but I'm not there yet. All I've right. got work to do. Preach. I'm not there either. <laughs> Yikes. Nat, what's yours? Okay. So you actually said mine earlier on Gracita, and I was like, I did? That's my macro hack. Yeah. So in the instances, kind of going back to the conversation about what you can control is when it's really hard for you to guess on your macros. Like, don't honestly, like this is my best tip. And I'm sorry if this is like not the best advice, but forget about it. Just don't track. Don't try. Don't don't give the mental energy to it anymore. Just focus instead on your portions and stop thinking so much about like what it is that you're eating. If you're just focusing on your portions, so even if you're just eating fat and carbs, you're slowing down 
and just not overdoing it, gonna be fine. And you're gonna like land yourself in a better spot than if you're like, ah, but I think maybe, well, now I have like X amount more fat left so I can go have da da da. Like if you're guessing, just just guess and let that be the end of it as opposed to trying to make it work. That's right. been what I've been doing, honestly, the most recently because I've been eating out and like doing ice cream all the time and drinking and I'm like, forget it. Like, I'm not even going to try to like calculate this in my head. I'm just going to go off of what my body needs. And it's been working way better than I think I thought it would. Right. Or to just kind of going off of that. A lot of the times, I mean, for me, it's always, well, typically at night that I'm going out and socializing and drinking or eating. And so I usually know at that point in the day what macros I have left at night. So if you can just have that in the back of your mind, if you have 40 carbs left or 20 carbs left, maybe go for the salad as opposed to the pasta, like thinking about things like that, maybe you still don't even log it after that. But then you at least know, okay, I think I was on track for the day. I'll go, you know, back to tracking tomorrow. You you worded that way better than I was. Getting it out, but that's like essentially what it's been looking like. (laughs) Guys, so I left my macro hack empty because I have like 45 macro hacks that I want to talk. We've just been off for six weeks, so I have like six for every week that we've been off. Girlfriend, save these up. We got a whole season. No, I know, I know, I know. Okay, so the the one that I do want to say though is if you live near a full Whole Foods, I had the most incredible delivery experience like ever of all time. And I don't live in a city, I live at the beach in like a total suburb. So Whole Foods now does this thing. Prime members at Whole Foods get special discounts at Whole Foods. So you can download the app. There's a Whole Foods app and you go on there and you just sign in with your Prime login. And it tells you like the most incredible freaking deals because Whole Foods is expensive as shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you come out of there with like a bag of almond meal for no reason. Cause no one ever used almond meal for anything. And it was like $25 and it's just like a mess, but the prime discounts are unbelievable. Like salmon half off, like insane. So good. And they have like 20, 30 deals a week for prime members. Number one, Number two, if you're a prime member over a certain amount of dollars, I think maybe like, I don't know, hundred bucks or something, the delivery is free. So you could go on this app. It's now the, the second app is called prime now, and you can literally shop and deliver or get your groceries delivered from whole foods to your house within two hours. Not only is it within two hours, this is like blowing my mind. They text you when they like kind of message you when you, they start shopping with your shopper. You have a direct line to your shopper. So you can like text them and tell them certain things about your order. And then if they're missing something, they'll send you a suggestion with a picture and a rating. And like you can collect, like you can select if you like accept the like switch or not. And then it tells you when it's done and then it tracks your shopper when they get delivered. And then it all gets delivered in this like perfect in these like, what are they called? Like refrigerator bags. And it's free. And then do you send back the bag? I don't know why I'm curious about this, but do you send back the bags <laughs> in the next order? No. Or like- oh, you don't send them back. So this has been the greatest discovery like ever I of all time. I mean, two hours worth two? Two hours. I used to get my groceries delivered in Hoboken because it was really hard to like there was just there's no parking a human walk and like it's just (laughs) literally just living there it was so hard but I would get my groceries driven from ShopRite and it was like a complete cluster and it would take like a day and they would never get it right and the delivery fee was like 26 dollars or something per order it was just like a nightmare so 
I'm just saying, if you live near Whole Foods, give it a try. It is such a pleasurable experience. I love this. That's my hack. I'm Get your groceries delivered. Yeah. And if you're not by Whole Foods or like any like whatever, there are so many delivery services. And for me, like especially on Sundays when I'm hosting people or whatever and I don't want to go grocery shopping, but I also don't want to like get set back for the week, delivering, getting your food delivered is an amazing option. Don't forget it. Like Fresh Direct has one. All Most grocery stores have them now. Peapod, that's one. Have you guys ever gotten your groceries delivered? No, but I did use the Whole Foods one to send groceries to my friend in New York who was grieving. You know what I mean? Like did it as like a gift and they did the same thing with me. Like they were like, we're blah, blah, blah. Like here, like, what do you want to send her? And I'm like, bah. yeah, it was amazing. It was super, super cool. But I was I've never done it personally. But it sounds amazing. My best friend sent me like 10 packs of tea, like all of her favorite teas when I was sick one time as like her little so sweet. get better gift. I know. So I've never done it. I personally really enjoy the experience of roaming the aisles in the grocery. I know, department. but sometimes it's like, but ugh, you're right. There are some days where such a pain. I'm thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner. And I'm like, I literally have to go to Target for like tortillas. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's it. Right. So and it's a nightmare. I mean, I nightmare. can just call someone. So next week, I'm I'm not the host. I I'm am not the host. It's me. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> so excited. Who is it? Little Bo Peep. Uh, it's me. Hi. So next week, we are going to talk about, honestly, kind of like, we're going to call out the elephant in the room a little bit as far Ooh. as when to know if macros are right for you, especially like our macros wrong for me, which is a question that I think comes up quite a bit. And we've even been noticing a lot of heat that macros are getting on social media and, you know, this kind of like talk of like them being bad and terrible and whatever. And so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of talk about if macros are quote unquote wrong for you and how to know that and how to move forward from that. And we're also going to talk about banishing stereotypes with macros. That's a great topic. So excited. I love that. Okay, bye. Bye. Love you lots. Bye, guys. I need you to chop this together to make some sort of fucking sense, and then you can do outtakes at the end. I think you guys call it camp out east. I think wait, that's what I've been told. Camp, wait, <laughs> what? What's what? so, called camp? Yeah, what is called camp? Like going to the cabin. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> never mind. I don't know about that. Who says that? Every time I see the word caramel or caramel or whatever, yes, we got into caramel. that whole, I like caramel. Caramel. We got to record more podcasts. We do. I've kind of been this. Actually, I'm not going to talk about this right now because it's my macro hack. She's whispering. So I can't I can't talk about it right now. <laughs> Shop for your own damn groceries. <laughs> I farm for my groceries now. <laughs> Good example. Yeah. yeah Nat, at first I was like, this sounds like a little loosey goosey. I know. But we're I'm here. watching Christina's face and she's like, you're fired. I have this delivery service here. It's called a husband. And I just let him know. <laughs> what I need. Yeah. I was like, John, it's the best cottage cheese. He's like, yeah, I'm not driving 20 minutes to go buy cottage cheese. Wait. The okay. Thing. You've said this before. Is it really, is it Siggy's or Ziggy's? I think it's, it's Ziggy's. 
but I, I kind of like the Z. I just didn't know if that was like something I should know about. So I just need a clarification. <laughs> it's actually Sigus. It's like we hit 745 and my brain just went like, good night. <laughs> signing like, off. did you see my brain literally just like stop working? You were like vanishing. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, hold on. I'm crying. Why can't I 